Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one Get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Very, uh, very big show we have for you today, of course, as we always do, because the news doesn't stop. More and more outrageous revelations coming on the cusp of what we were discussing yesterday. And in fact, that's what we'll start with today as we move into, as we do every day, our daily dispatch. All right, here it is, folks. Your daily dispatch for Thursday, the 10th of March, 2022. Saki Gaslights, that's the headline at Infowars.com, claims Ukraine Biolab a conspiracy theory despite State Department confirming their existence. Joe Biden's press secretary, Jen Psaki, falsely claimed in a long-winded diatribe that biological research facilities in Ukraine are a conspiracy theory and disinformation, despite Biden's State Department confirming their existence just the day before. Of course, you were watching yesterday. We spent most of the day on this topic, and we're seeing an interesting uh, sort of reverse conspiracy wheel, right? Normally, it goes from... Uh, that's crazy nonsense. It's never happened to. Okay, parts of that are true, but it's still not what you say to. Okay, it is true what you're saying to. Okay, it is true and it's good, and if you question it, you're a conspiracy theorist. That's usually the path that conspiracy theories take. This time we're going a little bit backwards, right, because it, start, it started essentially with Victoria Newland saying, yes, we do. Remember, the question she was asked was, does Ukraine have bioweapons? And her response was, well, there are these labs that we're helping them to – to fix, and we're worried that uh, Russians will release a bioweapon from them and blame it on us. Classic, classic Russian false flag. Of course it is. But of course, the fact checkers and things, they said, yes, there are labs, but they're not bioweapons labs. They're biosecurity labs. So it's not, it's not, yes, there are labs, but it's not true that they're bioweapons labs. It's for safety, of course. But now they're just saying, no, the labs don't exist. It's a little weird. No, we know the labs exist. It made a little bit of sense for you to try to use, you know, rhetorical tricks to pretend like they aren't what they are. Say, yes, there are labs, but no, they're not making bioweapons. But now they're just saying, no, there are no labs. The labs themselves don't exist. They're a Russian conspiracy, which is insane because that means the Russians have time-traveling technology. I don't know if we've 
truly you know, broken through here, but somehow the Russians were planting stories as far back as 2008, like the one I was reading yesterday about Senator Barack Obama helping to fund a bioweapons lab in Ukraine. Somehow they went back in time and changed the UN's website and the, the reporting that was taking place at the time in 2008 and even before, and I'll show you articles today about how these uh, weapons labs were funded and built. So I, I think this is maybe the real headline here. Russians have discovered time-traveling technology, and they're using it to false flag us into uh, World War III. Or Jin is a despicable liar. It's one of those. It's one of those two things. Either Russia had time-traveled back into time to plant false stories 10 years ago or more about Russian labs in Ukraine, or Jin Psaki is a despicable, shame-faced liar. So I guess it's up to you to determine which one of those seems more more real. Saki went on to say that Russia was about to launch a false flag operation with biological weapons to blame on Ukraine, a talking point echoed by the deep state on Tuesday and laughed at by everybody with a brain cell in their head. As Infowars has exhaustively reported, the DOD has funded several biological research facilities in Ukraine under the Pentagon's Defense Threat Reduction Agency program from 2008 to 2017, which were constructed by U.S. firm Black & Veatch. An investigative reporter, Green Glenwald, noted the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine boasted of its collaborative biolab efforts before suddenly scrubbing all the websites, uh, all the evidence of the project from its websites. So it's amazing that Russia is able to pull this off. Time-traveling Russians. You thought Russians with nukes was bad. Just wait until they show up in your past. It's getting bad, folks. It's getting so bad that they're banning Tchaikovsky. Wales bans Tchaikovsky. The Cardiff Philharmonic has canceled all Tchaiko- an all-Tchaikovsky program as inappropriate at this time. The orchestra says, in light of recent Russian invasion of Ukraine, Cardiff Philharmonic Orchestra, with the agreement of St. David's Hall, feels the previously advertised program, including the 1812 Overture, to be inappropriate at this time. The orchestra hopes you will continue to support them and enjoy the revised program, unless you're Russian, in which case you can die. You can just die, Russians. We hate Russians now, all of us. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Folks, continuing with our daily dispatch here, yes, uh, symphonies are banning Tchaikovsky. Ridiculous, obviously. Of course, there are high-level talks going on right now between Russia and Ukraine and Turkey, but no progress has been made after the first day of talks, but they continue to meet there in Turkey to try to come to some sort of peaceful resolution to this warfare. CNN asks, is this finally Kamala Harris's moment? Beset by staff departures and lingering questions of how good a fit she is for the job, Harris has struggled to find her political footing, they say. (laughs) It's been a rough first year as vice president for Kamala Harris. You know, it's a good question. They say with Harris jetting to Europe on Wednesday amid the ongoing Russian invasion into Ukraine, the possibility exists she's about to meet her moment. Yeah, you know, her moment wasn't in the, the Democratic primaries where she was ejected basically first out of everybody because of how viscerally disliked she was. Certainly it wasn't when she was promoted border czar and flew to Guatemala to beg them not to come to America as the border collapsed and a million people poured across the border. No, it certainly wasn't her her time in the sun, any of these other times, but maybe, you know, just maybe, if it's high-level World War Three nuclear peace talks, 
with an intractable enemy, maybe now she'll succeed. Maybe this time she'll really shine. I mean, I know she's failed every other time. I know every other challenge she's been presented with, she has completely failed and then flailingly blames all of her underlings and then causes strife and misery and the problem she was sent to face gets even worse than it was before. But maybe, maybe if we send her to do the negotiations to prevent a nuclear exchange, maybe this is where she shines. I mean, it's got to be somewhere, right? But he's good at something. Maybe this is her thing. It's worth a shot, I think. Why not? We're doomed, folks. That's the, that's the big headline. Meanwhile, Disney CEO says he opposes Florida's don't say gay bill will meet DeSantis. So, yeah, the, the Disney CEO is very strongly against groom, uh, um, being prevented from grooming children. And this shouldn't surprise you, of course. Walt Disney Company CEO Bob Chapek on Wednesday says that he opposes Florida's Don't Say Gay bill, which limits discussions in schools about LGBTQ identities, a reversal on course of his previously neutral position, the L.A. Times reports. So just so we're clear, when it comes to Disney uh, and you know, with their producing a movie like Mulan, concentration slave camps, good, uh, anti Child grooming bills, bad. Okay, they're going to stand up against those. And if you want to know what the Great Reset looks like, just know that uh, companies like Disney, who have a massive presence in Florida and represent entire economies there, like, you know, Disney World, these things are entire cities that Disney runs as a, you know, corporate fiefdom. They'll have the say over over you, and of course we know this is what they're doing. This is what the stakeholder capitalism is all about. This is what they did with Georgia and Texas and a few others when there were abortion bills or voting rights bills. You saw a combine of the world's largest corporations coming together to basically blackmail and force the states to do what they want to do rather than what the people who live in the states voted to have happen. So we'll see how this goes, but maybe – Disney will pull its corporate might in order to override the will of the people because we don't live in a republic anymore. We live in a corporatocracy where the privately held corporations of psychopaths and murderers and idiots who have a complete monopoly on your stream of information, they get to decide what you hear, what you don't hear, whether you get to buy things, whether you get to shop, and certainly whether your child is introduced to sexual material at a very young age. That's their prerogative now. They've taken it for themselves. And finally, we have this story from Judicial Watch. New documents show U.S. officials knew China was withholding data trained Wuhan Institute scientists. Judicial Watch obtains the records first obtained by Fox Digital via Freedom of Information Request Act. The emails draw attention to records between the State Department and National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases run by Dr. Anthony Fauci that suggests U.S. officials were aware of the Chinese Communist Party withholding key information on the coronavirus before the pandemic outbreak. The FOIA documents show that Fauci's uh, Fauci's agency has been hiding information on China's failure to provide essential data on uh, COVID-19. This according to Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton. So, of course, of course they did. You know, that's it. That's all for your daily dispatch. And I just want to take a moment here. We're going to open up the phone lines pretty early in this show. No guests today. So we're going to be taking a lot of phone calls, a lot of videos to show you as well. But I was thinking about this when I was – getting up this morning you know people now it's all it's almost a a cliche right the new world order right this term that that we use here but the new world order is like the unified theory of conspiracies right because if you look at the old 
Earth you know, geocentric model of the universe, they had calculations for it, right? They had mathematical algorithms and calculations that in some way could track the planets and make sense of all of the paths that planets and stars and the sun took across our sky and the moon as well. And it was all predicated on this idea that they were circling us. And they were right. I mean the algorithms were right. They could predict eclipses. They could tell you when Saturn was going to rise. Like they could do that, but they were all they were all different, right? And they all sort of contradicted each other. They all it was like all the planets operated on their own on their own path, on their own um, algorithm, whatever you want to call it. But then you get the heliocentric model where the sun's at the center and everything just right into place, right? Suddenly it's not confusing. Suddenly it's not one algorithm for Mars, one algorithm for Saturn, one for this, one for that. It was like, okay, no, they're all circling around this, around the sun. They all go a different speed at a different circumference, and that's why it appears in our sky, and we're in a different place between the sun and them. Like, it all just made sense. It all just perfectly fell into line. You can see it with Flat Earth, too. Like, if you go to Flat Earth videos and watch them, they have an answer for everything. It's just that the answer for why the, you know, uh, curvature of the earth is at odds with you know what they think gravity does you know right like but they'll they'll be able to explain to you what they think gravity is they think it has to do with density but that sort of falls apart if you compare it to some of the other ideas but they have an answer for everything then you go okay but what if the earth is round and gravity works this way and again everything just right into place and it just makes perfect sense so i just think about people right now in america regular americans out there that don't watch Infowars and just watch the news and like they just have to – you look at everything. You go, OK, crime is skyrocketing. Everybody recognizes that. It's getting way worse out there and, and people aren't being punished and there's a lack of police and they won't even respond to 911 calls anymore in Austin, like stuff like that. Everybody sees that. Everybody sees everything's getting more expensive. Everybody who's tried to do anything in the last year and a half recognizes that there's a complete collapse of the supply chain and nothing is getting done and – Entire stores and, and restaurants are closing down because they there's a Lucy's Fried Chicken here in Austin shut down because they can't find anybody work. Nobody's willing to work even though they're paying them incredibly well. Everybody sees that gas is skyrocketing through the roof. Everybody sees all of these problems, right? Everybody knows that the immigration problem is expanding out of control. Like everybody sees all of this, and if you go to the authorities, they have a different answer for each thing. Each thing is some sort of different answer, and it changes from day to day, right? First it's – you know, first they'll blame it on Trump, then they'll blame it on racism, then they'll blame it on climate change, then they'll blame it on COVID, then they'll blame it on Vladimir Putin. Uh, but it's all kind of nonsensical. But if you keep people in this sort of disjointed, confused, kind of unstable reality, you can go from point to point and come up with some sort of different reason. But then if you just clear that table, if you just wipe that board clean and go, what if it's on purpose? What if the people in charge – actually have an overarching plan of depopulation, of civilizational destruction, and of complete consolidation of all of the financial, medical, and every other industry into their own hands so they can control the world's population at will using these mechanisms, then suddenly it all makes place. That's the heliocentric model, right? Suddenly it's like, oh, this is why all this – it's not confusing anymore. It's not like, well, are they just really bad at their jobs? Are they really good at their jobs where they can't quite figure this out? Was this unexpected and we, we couldn't deal with it? What if it's all on purpose? What if there are forces behind the scenes orchestrating these things for a very particular and specific agenda, which we've enumerated here many, many times of making themselves gods and setting themselves up as the ultimate.
judgment arbiters of reality so they can control you completely. And what if everything that you're seeing falls perfectly in line with this and suddenly nothing's confusing? It all makes perfect sense. We're being run by evil psychopaths who are trying to enslave us for their own gain. Problem named. Sleepless nights seem to be a lot more common these days with everything that's going on both at home and the world at large. If you are having trouble getting to that deep sleep we could all use more of, our new sleep support formula, Down and Out, is just the thing. It's our new faster absorbing liquid formula that is specifically designed to help you get the shut eye you deserve. Formulated to improve upon our best-selling product, Knockout, with Down and Out, now the herbs and melatonin packed inside are extracted directly into the glycerin solution. So the ingredients are already dissolved into the formula before you even take it. One of the other sleep support herbs included is the passion flower, which was traditionally used by Native Americans like the Cherokees, who used it for its relaxing qualities. Be sure to take this product when you are completely ready for sleep, because you will be down and out. Selling out now at InfoWarsStore.com. With the world awakening, I think what's important that we rise to momentum right now, take advantage of this moment, and I've always an idea that something everybody can do, that every listener can do. I think it'd be powerful and effective for us to, uh, you know, hang banners over highways. Imagine a giant banner in LA or Atlanta that says, Alex Jones is right, InfoWars.com, or we stand with the truckers, arrest routes, or whatever. It's Brother, I'm so glad you called to elaborate on this. Yes, now is the time in your small town or your big city to write something on the bathroom wall, or to put a sticker on your car, or Banner hangs over highways, and it will be a chain reaction. What do you recommend people say on these banner hangs? I have a few ideas. First of all, arrest arrest while swab. The vaccine is poison. There's tons of things. I say just keep it short, keep it concise. No, I agree. Arrest Fauci, arrest Bill Gates. The COVID vax is poison. Beautiful. Yeah, there's ways that we could all be involved and we could all be affected. So that's what I'm calling about. God bless you, Chris, in Atlanta. I really, really appreciate you calling us today. Thank you so much. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. We'll be talking, of course, about uh, Russia, Ukraine today. I'm going to open up. Go ahead and open up the phone lines right now. Let's go one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. That's one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. Give us a call, and uh, we'll talk about anything you like. Anything you want to call in about? We're taking a lot of calls today. Of course, I mean everything's just sad. It's all so stupid. It's all just so unbelievably stupid. It's hard to even know where to start. I mean nothing. Nothing in any news site is even worth reporting because nobody knows if any of it's true or not. Did Russia bomb a maternity hospital in Mariupol? Well, they say they didn't. Some people say they did. I have a tendency to believe the Russians on this because uh, I don't know if the Russians lie all the time, but I do know our news lies all the time. So that's where we're at. I want to go to a video here. We'll go to video number one. Just because, again... We're looking for a the unified theory of conspiracy, right? The one thing that sort of makes all of this make sense all of the sudden. Because we know – I've said it a million times. There's 
essentially two main arms of the New World Order. There's the governmental corporate arm that abuses you, robs you, oppresses you, destroys your brain. Like it does all that stuff. And then the media arm tells you that it's all fine, gives you a bunch of confusing and inconsistent reasons why all of the stuff that the the other arm is doing is totally fine and you don't need to worry about it and it's okay and good. That's essentially the it's the entire trick, right? They shut down Keystone Pipeline. They shut down drilling on American soil. They have all the gas company CEOs show up and beg them to decrease emissions because of climate change, of course. And then the right arm... The media arm is there to tell you, actually, this is Putin's fault. It's because of war in Ukraine. People believe this, and they're, I, I, I don't know. It must be – basically, I just – I was this morning, I was just trying to imagine, trying to empathize with and trying to picture the world through the eyes of somebody who watches mainstream media, somebody who doesn't watch Infowars, somebody who just takes this stuff for granted and thinks that the United States government is on their side and is a friend and is just doing their best, Right? And it's just it, – at this point, I think it has to be willful ignorance. I really don't think you can be just ignorant of all this stuff. I don't think you can see everything going on and think this is all just happening, right? You really don't think anybody's directing this. You really don't think there is no larger plan at play here. I mean you must be willfully gullible at this point. So let's go back in time. Back uh, 13 years ago, this prediction, the child would be in eighth grade at this point. But pretty, it's a long time ago is what I'm trying to say. Clip number one, Alex Jones' prediction about the H1N1 avian flu outbreak in 2009. Here's what he had to say about the potentiality of this type of outbreak being very useful to the globalists. Bill, that's my, that's my question to you. Analyzing this, I want your perspective. Is this just not the perfect federalization vehicle? Is this not just a beta test for the future, a way to clamp down on society during a financial meltdown or for other reasons? Even better than terrorism, uh, a biological pathogen is the perfect way to be able to fully federalize things and take total control over society. And all the evidence that I'm seeing shows that this is a beta test for total federalization of the world because we see it now on a world scale with this flu and of course the flu because it mutates because it's seasonal and so on now we have perpetual treatment to handle a perpetual flu pandemic they invent this thing late in the season by the way if all of you bought into the idea this thing came from a pig you can see the graphics provided by the center for Disease control showing it came from swine. They could not find any swine herds with this version of the flu until recently. What does that tell you? We gave it to the pigs. Come on, wake up. It's an engineered virus. So I guess that was the the pig flu, whatever they called it, not the bird flu. But there you go, 2009, beta tests for global pandemic and a takeover of society, or as Alex put it there, a federalization of society. Let's take a look at this. Clip number three here. Biden's climate czar, John Kerry. Maybe, you know, again, maybe, you know, John Kerry, right? 
this stone-faced weirdo from the Skull and Bones Club who flies around on his private jet to tell other people to stop driving cars. Maybe he just cares about you. Maybe he just loves you so much and is truly and deeply concerned about the humanitarian crises we're about to be faced with. He's just trying to figure out how to, how to deal with this uncontrollable issue that we're con- confronted with. Or maybe he's a member of a cabal that's bringing all of this about because the outcome of it is that they get more power, they get more control, and they get to justify their enslavement of you. On humanitarian grounds. It's one of those two things. I'll leave it up to you to decide. Let's go now to John Kerry. We're already seeing climate refugees around the world. If you think migration has been a problem in Europe from the Syrian war or even from what we see now, where do you see 100 million people for whom the entire food production capacity has collapsed? 100 million refugees because food production has collapsed. Again, you know, maybe maybe he's just really concerned about things we can't control. Or maybe they're collapsing the food supply to enslave you. Like it's really not that complicated. It's really not that hard. It's hard for people to understand because you're not a psychopath, because you don't have a desire to do this to people. And you actually feel bad. Like this, this is how good most Americans are. They feel guilty thinking that other people are bad, right? If you say John Kerry is actually an evil mastermind bringing about this collapse in order to take advantage of it people feel bad about that they're like oh i don't want to say that about another person but what if it's true it's not mean to call a murderer a murderer right this is this is how controlled these people are this is how fearful they've kept the american people they can't even imagine that there are evil people in power even though the evidence is smacking them in the face every single day even though these same people get up on TV, quite literally laugh in their faces about the way they're bankrupting you and that you're un- unable to afford gas and that you're worried about the stability of your family or the safety of your neighborhood. They mock you for that. And yet people won't point out that it's these people putting us in this position. It's gotten to such a point, especially with like the vaccine stuff, when you see these parents – like posting pictures of their kid in a hospital bed, like connecting to a machine, and they're like, yeah, he got the shot, and he might die, but you have to go get your shot because we're all in it together. Just like, okay, you're done for. You're just absolutely done for. Not only can you not identify who the people are attacking you, you can't even tell you're being attacked. You don't even know you're under attack. So, I mean, how many tens of thousands of people out there have lost a loved one to murder in the last year? I mean, murder has skyrocketed. It's up like 300%. There's like 5,000 extra murders last year. Do you know how many people that's affected? And yet how many people have seen their friend or family member die and gone, this is the Democrats' fault because they took our police? God created each and every one of us with free will. But we look at the world system now openly announcing the mark of the beast. Everything that it's attempting to do is built around getting rid of our free will and making us bow down and submit and turn our very bodies, our very productivity, our very genetics, our very future over to them. They want control of procreation. They want control of the relationships between men and women. They want to bring a form of living death to our society and our civilization. All of us were formed and made in God's mind, in God's image, and given free will. 
And make no mistake, all of you alive today were created by God to be alive in this special time so that you could make the right decision in free will and stand against evil. And then, for eternity, win the great birthright prize of being aligned with God. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. We do a, a bit of a deep dive into the government of Ukraine on today's program. Who exactly is occupying the positions of power in that land and if they're uh, actually Ukrainian or not? Yeah, I think you'll be surprised by some of the answers. I'm just read some headlines here about uh, what the latest is in the war in Ukraine. Russian airstrike hits maternity ward. U.S. warns of small Russian gains. But uh, then you also have this, Zero Hedge. Russian, uh, Russia denies bombing maternity ward in Mariupol, calling it fake news. Russia asserted Thursday the claim from Ukraine that Moscow forces were responsible for the bombing of a maternity hospital in the port city of Mariupol was fake news. This is how fake news is born. Russia's first deputy permanent representative of the United Nations said on Twitter, he said that Russia had said in a statement on March 7th that the hospital in Mariupol has been turned into a military object from which Ukrainian radicals were firing missiles. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Russia shared the statement on uh, its Twitter page. The March 7th statement was delivered by Russian Representative Vasily Nabinzia on the UN Security Council. Ukrainian radicals show their true face more distinctly by the day. Local reports... Uh, local reports say that Ukraine's armed forces kicked out personnel of a natal hospital, the number one natal hospital in the city of Mariupol, and set up a firing site within the facility. Russia also previously denied targeting civilians or civilian infrastructure as part of its campaign in Ukraine. I've been, of course, reporting on that the entire time. This is, this is what you do when you're trying to drum up sympathy for your cause on the international stage. It really helps if your enemies bomb things like preschools and uh, – hospitals so that's where you put your missile embankments it's again not that complicated all this stuff's really kind of simple okay high level talks between russia and ukraine end with no breakthrough foreign ministers of ukraine and russia on thursday met in the highest level negotiations between two nations since russia invaded eastern ukraine more than two weeks ago the talks held in turkey were fourth uh, were the fourth set of diplomatic discussions thus far and like the previous efforts failed to lead to any significant breakthroughs to end the violence Ukrainian foreign minister said he proposed plans to create humanitarian corridors out of Mariupol in a 24-hour ceasefire. He and the foreign minister of Russia did not reach any agreement. Quote, we will define Ukraine's destiny by ourselves, Lavrov said in a press conference after the meeting. Lavrov dismissed reports of Russian forces targeting civilians as propaganda and justified an attack on Ukraine hospitals, he said, because it was taken over by Ukrainian extremists. Thursday's meeting comes a day after sides agreed to a temporary ceasefire to allow civilians to flee, but residents in some cities say Russia continued its bombardment. Russian forces have surrounded the southern city of Mariupol. On Wednesday, they shelled a hospital in which, uh, in what Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky called a direct strike by Russian forces. The fighting is concentrated in the south and east, but Ukrainian forces and citizens in the capital, Kiev, have defended against Russian advances there. More than two million people have fled, according to the United Nations. White House warns Russia could use chemical weapons in Ukraine and rejects the false conspiracy of U.S. biolabs. Yeah, just like Assad, right? <laughs> it would be just like Assad, wouldn't it? 
Remember when Assad, you know, it was like he was on the cusp of winning and really the only thing he could have done to lose the conflict was to somehow bring international forces like the U.S. into play. And so he did the one thing that would bring U.S. forces into play, a chemical attack on his own people. And then it was proven by the like U.N. chemical weapons researchers that it didn't actually happen. It was complete, complete false fag, uh, flag take, uh, fake attack. It'd be kind of like that, wouldn't it? Like right now, uh, all the international community is like trying as best they can to get involved with Ukraine without actually crossing the line that brings us into direct conflict with Russia. Wouldn't it be convenient for Vladimir Putin to just set off some sort of chemical weapon or biological weapon? I think that's where a lot of the oh, Putin is getting desperate, Putin is losing kind of talking points come from because they're setting the groundwork to say, see, he was losing so bad, he got desperate, he decided to use this chemical weapon out of sheer desperation, which is violation of the Geneva Convention and all this stuff. So now we have to go in. And that, of course, doesn't seem like doesn't seem like Russia's uh, actually having that big of a problem. If you think that Russia launched a full-scale invasion of Ukraine and didn't expect it to take more than two weeks – then you're a stupid person that doesn't understand how wars are planned. <laughs> really as simple as that. All right, we'll talk about uh, Zelensky and his compatriots in just a little bit, but let's go out to your phone calls now. Eric in Vermont is called about Ukraine. It's rare we get a caller from Vermont. This is a, this is a privilege, Eric. Thanks for calling in. Not a problem. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say um, about Ukraine and Zelensky, um, you know, and I also wanted to say, you know, first-time caller, uh, long-time listener. Um, I've been listening to Alex Jones for, oh, my God, 15 years. And uh, you guys nail it. Uh, there's no two ways about it. But um, Thank you. I wanted to, well, I wanted to say, you know, about Zelensky, it's funny, you know, um, 57 years old, been on the planet a minute. And I, you know, he comes out with this statement the other day. and it's damn near word for word what Winston Churchill said in 41. And it's just funny that this guy's an actor and everybody's supposed to take him, you know, at his word and, you know, that, you know, what he says is, is reality. And I think the American people really need to wake up a little bit and realize that, you know, this guy's an actor. It's a theater. And what we're hearing out of the Ukraine right now isn't true. And what we need to do is we need to kind of balance it all out and figure out, you know, what what we're really going to discern between what is truth, fact, and what is fiction. Mm. And, you know, um, yeah, I, I got to tell you, there there was a guy, uh, Eric L. Michaels. Uh, he wrote a book back in 2014, 2015. It's called Poems from the Dark, um, and it was out of volume one. This guy, you go back and you read some of the poems that come out of this book, and he's talking exactly about what's taking place right now. And, and it's just amazing. Um, you guys ever get a chance to read the book? But, uh, you know, like I said, um, these, you know, guys these, that are orchestrating this war, you know, um, I mean, just, you know, yeah, it, where yeah. I live, 
Yeah, they're, they're, com- they're complete actors, and you know, it's exactly what you're saying. I mean, they, they're creating the false reality to encourage people to do what they want them to do, and they can do that when they have basically total control over all of the mainstream media outlets. I mean, other than uh, InfoWars, I mean, we, we have to be the biggest outlet actually taking this view because even the alternative media is still you know, putting Ukraine flags next to their name and acting like everything we're seeing out of the Ukraine from the Americans is 100% true and from the Russians is 100% false. And we know that because we can trust the Americans so much. Now, I think you're exactly right. And I, I thank you for the, uh, the kind words, Eric. I do want to get to another call because we have Lady Liberty in Tampa who called in about the same topic Eric called in about with Zelensky being compared to Churchill. And, of course, giving a speech almost word for word of Churchill, how Eric pointed out. Uh, Lady Liberty, thank you for calling in. Uh, What's your comment about Zelensky? Sure. Uh, First, I'm just going to start with a quote quote by Winston Churchill. Uh, Diplomacy is the art of telling people to go to hell in such a way they ask for direction. Mm. Let's just think about that. The whole thing is, is Zelensky is a tyrant just as much as Putin. They just have different reasons for their tyranny. They've been feeding false information to us in an attempt to draw, you know, American uh, us into in con- conflict. The thing is, is no one is talking about, you know, um, if he's such a good guy, why didn't he prosecute members of the Azov Battalion instead of mixing them throughout the ring? Mm. Why was no one talking about the thirteen plus thousand ethnic Russians that he murdered? You know, that's a sign of a good guy. What about Odessa? aren't talking about these things and it's like they're making him out to be this miracle for the ukrainians also you guys have on your show i don't know or alex yet but um a reporter patrick lancaster and he's on youtube and since i've seen him on your show i've been following very closely and he he comes from a uh a side where he just asks ukrainian questions you'll hear from their mouth it's not russian that are attacking home villages. It's actually Ukrainians that are doing that to their own people. Yeah, um, no, I'm it, not- it's true. It, it's like a, you know, it's like I was saying about all this stuff. I mean, if you if you aren't watching Infowars, you're watching the mainstream media. You must think Putin's just doing things completely randomly, like for no reason at all. It makes no sense. Question these things. Two of our best-selling products are back in stock. Infowarsstore.com. And they will sell out in the next three, four months before I get more of the product in if I sell it at full price. But I want those of you that have been on the fence about getting Winter Sun or getting X3 to try the products and see how amazing they are. And I believe you will then get hooked on them like myself, my family, and the crew are. So again, both these products are back in stock. Both X3 and Winter Sun, they are 50% off for a limited time because they're going to sell out at this price. I would estimate in less than a month. So this is your chance to get X3 and experience the good halogens versus the bad halogens. This is your chance to have the highest quality vitamin D3 with vitamin K for your immune system as well. They're amazing and they're at InfoWarsStore.com. And the reason this is a 360 win is it funds the operation. I need funds to run the operation. You need to be healthy. We need to stay on air. It's a match made in heaven. The ultimate fluoride-free charcoal mouthwash is now available at InfoWarsStore.com and DrJonesNaturals.com for the lowest price possible to complete your daily mouth cleaning routine. It is the perfect companion to the new activated charcoal toothpaste all under our new line by Dr. Jones Naturals that will naturally give your mouth and breath a deep clean. 
This mouthwash only uses the best natural ingredients like real peppermint oil, thyme oil, xylitol, and of course, high-quality charcoal. Not only fluoride-free, this mouthwash is completely free of other dangerous ingredients such as SLS, harsh detergents, BPA, and so much more. As soon as you use it, you can tell that this formula is the real deal. So get your bottle of the new activated charcoal mouthwash right now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at Band.Video. Legal, folks. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. This music is Russian. This music invaded Ukraine. Unbelievable. I can't believe it. They're actually playing Tchaikovsky like traitors. <laughs> it's really, it's really amazing the way they uh, they manipulate people in absolutely every possible way. This free Ukraine street. Russian embassies get pointed new addresses. The unassuming intersection at the front of the Russian embassy in central Oslo didn't really have a name until Tuesday when its local council bestowed on it a particularly pointed one, Ukrainas Plas, or Ukraine Square. Yeah, take that, Russia. Take that, Russia. I bet you really regret defending the people in eastern Ukraine now. We named the, the street that your embassy's on Ukraine. Boom. We're not playing Tchaikovsky anymore. We're robbing ourselves of cultural touchstones to stick it to Russia. Can't believe people fall for this. I can't believe people are falling for any of this. I thought this was a really fantastic little compilation put together by Lilani Dowding on Twitter. She says, this is how the West covered Ukraine before it decided to flip its narrative and get people emotionally charged. So here you have The Guardian. Welcome to Ukraine, the most corrupt nation in Europe. New Europe. Ukrainian president's rule becomes increasingly corrupt and authoritarian. That was from April 15th, 2021. Ukrainian President Zelensky deepens alliance with far right. Secret court document exposed state looting in Ukraine. IMF rates, rates, uh, ranks Ukraine as Europe's poorest country because of the corruption, of course. A Ukrainian comedian turned president is embroiled in Trump's impeachment mess. Hate crimes against LGBT people in Ukraine. The attacks have become more and more organized. Uh, Ukraine. Ukraine has more politicians in the Pandora Papers than any other country in the world. Pandora Papers showing where the world elite stash their offshore money to avoid it being taxed and actually returning to the uh, people it was taken from. Uh, July 27, 2016, Ukraine's deadly profession, three journalists attacked in July. Ukraine's neo-Nazi problem. Like, isn't it amazing? Isn't it really incredible? Like less than a year ago, you have these headlines that are like Ukrainian president's rule becomes increasingly corrupt and authoritarian. And now it's just like Zelensky is Churchill reborn. He's FDR for a new age. He's a... He's Captain America, but for Ukraine this time. Like, are you, do you really let them lead you around like a sheep? Do you really have a, a ring in your nose like a bull to be led around to the slaughter? 
Or can you think for yourself? Can you look into this stuff for yourself? Now, I haven't had a real, really had a chance to uh, fact check this yet, but I was going through some of the names, and it's looking somewhat accurate. And we'll go through some of them here. This is a post uh, from 4chan, reposted on Twitter by King Beksu. Is Ukraine even a real country? In current year clown world, it wins top prize. And they say, <laughs> this uh, adorable green frog on 4chan says, well, Russia-Ukraine war is ongoing. Let's take a look at the composition of the Ukrainian government. The core decision-making inner circle of Ukrainian President Zelensky is actually based on his circle of friends when he was an actor. The chief of staff of the presidential palace, Andrei Yemark, is a comedy producer. This one I confirmed. You can go to uh, Wikipedia here. Andrei Yermark is a Ukrainian film producer, lawyer, and current head of the presidential administration. Zelensky appointed him on the 11th of February, 2020. Okay, interesting. The head of the presidential administration, Andrei uh, Bodin, is a lawyer in the entertainment industry. And we can look up him too. Andrei Yospoivich Bodin, a Ukrainian lawyer and former head of the presidential administration. He was appointed by Zelensky in 2019. He was responsible for communication, legal, and political issues. Zelensky dismissed him on the 11th of February 2020, replaced him with his, with his friend, the um, film producer. In the past, he was the personal lawyer of oligarch Ihor Kolomoisky, who is another name of interest if you actually care about who's really pulling the strings in Ukraine. The president's chief policy advisor, Sergei Shefi, is a comedy writer. Ivan Bokanov, deputy chairman of the Ukrainian Supreme Intelligence Service, is the boss of a comedy film company. Senior advisor to the Ukrainian National Defense Committee, Sergei Sivoko, is also a comedian and Zelensky's partner in acting. If you just look at their resume, you can't tell whether it is a film and television company or a country's decision-making body. Why has Ukraine completely ignored the geopolitical relations of major powers over the years? It seems that the Homeland Security and National Development have nothing to do with these politicians because it doesn't really matter. They're basically not Ukrainians. Because Ukraine recognizes dual nationality, 80% of the senior government officials are American, and 90% of their wealth and people are rich. Uh, of the rich are in London or Switzerland. During 2008 Olympics, pro-American Georgian President uh, Sakovsvili was ordered to attack. Uh, was ordered to attack by Putin. Was defeated. Was ordered to attack Putin. Was defeated and overthrown and transformed himself into the governor of Odessa Oblast, Ukraine. The female health minister of Ukraine is the most typical example. She was born in the United States. Before 2013, she was an American general doctor. She went to Ukraine in 2013, naturalized in Ukraine in 2015, and was promoted to deputy minister of health in 2016. In 2019, Zelensky defied all opposition and was appointed uh, health minister. The three ministers appointed by Ukraine's parliament in November 2014 are all foreigners. The secretary of treasury is American. The minister of health is Georgian. The minister of the economy is Lithuanian. The former president of Georgia is the governor of Odessa. The last president, Petro Poroshenko, was said to be a CIA informant. Of course he was. So it's just, you know, the entire Ukrainian government, I guess, is just foreigners. 80% of senior officials hold U.S. citizenship. Isn't that interesting? Zelensky also has a huge mansion and other assets in the United States. Is there any hope for ordinary people in such a country? When the war comes, will anybody, 
will anyone think about this land from the point of view of the country and the nation? So what is the ultimate goal of so many people with American and Western European nationalities infiltrating Ukraine? The Ukrainian government is a high-sounding government in the name of the Ukrainian state and the Ukrainian people. In fact, it's nothing more than a shadowy cabinet. Living in such a country is helpless and tragic, and it really is hard for the 40 million Ukrainian people, it says. Of course, it goes on to say, research Igor Kolomoisky, Kolomoisky, plus Zelensky. Kolomoisky is the billionaire criminal oligarch behind Zelensky. He not only owns the network that aired and funded Zelensky's TV show, Servant of the People, where he played a viral president of Ukraine. Kolomoisky funded Zelensky's in real life campaign and media push, and Zelensky's warrior, uh, lawyer is Kolomoisky's as well. Where did the funds come from? We'll search this. Kolomoisky embezzled $5.5 billion from the Ukrainian bank he started and has never served time. He stole $5.5 billion from Ukrainians. He then laundered money partly to Zelensky, buying him a $35 million mansion in Sunny Isles, Florida, which is known as Little Moscow, and created a Costa Rican bank account for Zelensky that currently holds $1 billion. Kolomoisky was banned from the U.S. along with his wife and kids last year for using bank funds on Zelensky. Oh, and those neo-Nazi mercenaries that Putin keeps mentioning, funded by Kolomoisky. Those are his private security. He gets off on them being Nazis because it trips up the trail for normies and media. He's, off, he's also offering $10,000 bounties on any Russian soldier. And of course, his name popped up when we were searching the other names in that list because, of course, they're all tied into this. And you had the uh, former head of the presidential administration in Ukraine, uh, Bodan, was the personal lawyer of oligarch Igor Kolomoisky. So again, this is, you know, it's these people along with Newland and Blinken and John Kerry and Joe Biden. These are all the people that are just ruthlessly vampirizing Ukraine, just sucking all the wealth and stability out of that country. And now that their little laundry machine is getting attacked, they want us to go to war for their benefit. These billionaires who hide their money offshores, offshore, who scheme and plot and plan and are despicable criminals but get away with it because they control the government. They want all of us to be on the brink of nuclear war to save them and to stop their dirty laundry from being added. And that's actually the truth, and it's all being played out in front of you like a TV show because it is a production being put on by actors and producers. I think that's the thing I'm getting from the callers today is – yeah, we're not buying it anymore. You had, a, you had a slight grace period. You had about a two-week grace period where we were sort of tepid about this and going, well, you know, people are dying here. We don't want Ukrainians to be attacked. There's always sort of a question, well, but, you know, who's really on the wrong side here? Who, you know, why is Putin doing this and does he have a good reason? Is, is Zelensky doing the right thing here? I think that's flipped now. And I think it's flipped in the correct direction. I think it's flipped to the direction that we say not only is this – conflict not a good thing because it's still not a good thing people are still dying but now we know where the blame lies and it lies with people in our government that we never voted for and yet have occupied positions of power for the last 30 years and with their partners in the ukrainian oligarchy i never compromise the quality of ingredients we put in infowars live products and that's why for more than two years we've been sold out of ultimate bone broth and we could never get the ingredients again until now, and we have reformulated and not just used the same ingredients, 
We've boosted it and made them even stronger. So out of all the bone broths out there, I'm telling you, this is next level. Listen to what it's got in it. Cutting edge chicken bone broth protein isolate powder for better flavor and dissolvability. It's got turmeric root, chaga mushroom, bee pollen, goji berry, alfalfa herb powder, and a bunch of other amazing known berries that turbocharge your body with antioxidants. And then it's got a bunch of other incredible things like magnesium, potassium, and sodium added. I mean, this sucker has got everything for your electrolytes. It's got real organic cocoa butter powder with natural chocolate flavor and a touch of sea salt, and it just goes on and on. It is now back in stock. Ultimate Bone Broth Plus, available at 20% off and free shipping out of the gates at InfoWarsStore.com. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I was going to say yesterday in my segment about Victoria Newland, I was going to suggest that everybody go on the internet, go to Google and type in Victoria Newland, and then go to DuckDuckGo and type in Victoria Newland and just see what the difference is because it was stark. It was incredible, the difference, right? Google is all celebrating this woman, talking, you know, it's all these articles about what a, what a great and powerful leader she is. And then you go to DuckDuckGo and it's all of the corruption and all of the manipulation and, and all of it's exposed. I don't know if that's going to be true anymore, though, because we've got this from uh, Gabriel Weinberg, who I guess runs DuckDuckGo. He says, like so many others, I'm sickened by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the gigantic humanitarian crisis it continues to create. Hashtag stand with Ukraine. At DuckDuckGo, we've been rolling out search updates that downrank sites associated with Russian disinformation. Even if that Russian disinformation is absolutely true, of course. So, hey, DuckDuckGo, apparently not the uh, truth tellers that we thought they were. Incredible, isn't it? Let's go to your phone calls. Alex in North Carolina has called in about the Russian ukraine invasion what's up alex you're on the air yeah hey harrison uh happily calling from north carolina i is the liberal los angeles months ago um just real quick before i get to my question i want to say that i'm a relatively new listener here um and i'm um, very appreciative of the research clarity that uh, all of you guys at Infor's brings to radio waves here um i actually bought my first batch of products from y'all so i'm glad to start supporting you guys financially not just through the article sharing thank you um yeah yeah of course um now i guess i have a Order here. Um, bouncing back to what the first caller had said, um, there's a lot of conflicting info about Russia and Ukraine out there, which makes this more confusing, um, especially with a lot of the fake info coming out of um, Ukraine and Russia. Um, my first question would be if you could provide some clarity on how this war had even started. Um, and secondly, with the House bill that just passed to send the $14 billion to Ukraine, um, I'm wondering what hell is up with this administration overall government minus a hand, uh, small handful of people um, that are all for supporting other countries and leaving the United States and its citizens in the dust. I, I feel like it's gone down to America last at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, no, well, I completely agree with you there. And I was seeing something about Kamala Harris promising $50 billion to Ukraine. I, I wasn't able to find the article and I must have missed that video, but I saw people talking about it on Twitter. Y- you've got to understand the, the people that occupy our government quite literally do not care about the american people if they care about them at all it's they hate them they and they're pretty open about this i mean it's not exactly they're not exactly shy about it right i mean they they picture america not as like a group of people like you you picture you know the obligation of nobility right this old school idea of the reason you had kings and nobles was like you know 
they were the father of the family, right? And so it was like you wanted to treat the people in your country like your family member, like your children essentially, and you had to care for them and as well as they did was really how well you did. So you wanted what's best for them. Like that is what's been completely lost at this point. And it, you know, obviously it was lost in the, the nobility a long time ago and you could have kings that didn't give a crap. You couldn't do anything about it because they were you know, there forever. And America you know, set up a republic so it was like, well, now we can make our leaders – follow us because we will vote for somebody else if they don't you know not follow us but lead us in a positive direction and benefit us and work for us because we'll replace them otherwise that's what's been lost that's what the great reset is all about it's about the people in power essentially picturing the wider civilian population not as someone to be cared about or cared for or to allow them to do what they want to do but just a source of income and a source of power that they can exploit for their own gain like that's what it's all about and if you want to talk about how this whole ukraine thing got started you've got to go well back to at least 2004 but remember 2004 that's only 14 years after 1990 1990 was the fall of the soviet union so prior to about 1990 the ukraine was a state in the Soviet Union under communist rule out of Moscow. When that collapsed in 1990, you had basically the flourishing of the oligarchs. And for the entire 90s, you had essentially the the wealthiest people in Ukraine completely controlling the entire thing. And when you get up to about 2004, Ukraine is in this position where it's it's deciding between accepting help and assistance and cooperation with the West and NATO and EU or Russia. And there were competing offers from these two powers, and that's when it sort of all spiraled out of control. That was when you had a, a presidential election questioned, and it goes to 2014 with the Revolution of Dignity. I mean, you got to go way back. This is not a new war. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. I just wanted to sort of go over exactly what we covered in that last segment, or the one before, rather. This is according to uh, David Kirsten. It says... Ukrainian government, President Volodymyr Zelensky, comedian, chief of staff Andrei Yemark, comedy producer, head of presidential administration Andrei Bodin, entertainment industry lawyer, chief policy advisor Sergei Shefi, comedy writer, deputy chairman, Ukrainian intelligence service Ivan Bakanov, comedy film company, senior advisor, Ukrainian National Defense Committee, Sergei uh, uh, Sivoko, comedian, Zelensky's comedy partner. Does the term clown world strike a bell? <laughs> you realize you realize Ukraine is literally run by clowns. It's run by comedians. And that's what a comedian is, right? It's a clown. Somebody goes out there and is, is goofy and tries to make you laugh. The entire Ukrainian government is literally run by clowns. It is clown world manifest. It's amazing. Shocking. Incredible. Uh, let's go back out to your phone calls now. We've got Jason in Germany who's called in about research and books on aliens. Interesting topic. Thanks for calling in, Jason. You're on the air. Good morning, Mr. Smith. Good morning. Um, yeah, as you said, I just wanted to give a few recommendations on some researchers um, and books uh, about these topics. So, um, in my opinion, the most uh, my favorite one is uh, Tom Montauk with his book, The 
concerning alien disinformation. Um, it's actually a pretty uh, exciting book. You can read it for free on his website, montauk.net. Um, it's there as a PDF file. Um, and so basically what he talks about in this book is um, that aliens could artificially create a doomsday event on this planet to then make themselves appear as the saviors of mankind mm -hmm. and thus uh, gain our trust and become our ma masters. And yeah, but I'll... their ultimate goal is to enslave us. So, do, so, so you he... you believe in aliens, Jason? Yes, I do. Okay. See, I, I don't I don't really believe in aliens as much. I mean, I think if you do, you know, more power to you. I I could be wrong in this. I I think there's demonic entities on Earth. I don't think there's space aliens, and I I think it's I think it's more likely a psychological operation that the powers that be here on earth will use aliens as an excuse i mean we know project blue beam like they've lined that sort of stuff up and i've been thinking about that recently because of the talk of nuclear exchange between russia and america it uh doesn't seem entirely unlikely that you know we we would be pushed to the brink where it looked like nukes were about to start flying and suddenly we have a so-called alien intervention which as you point out would you know you'd say oh look these these extraterrestrials have saved us from ourselves, and we must serve them now because, you know, without them, we wouldn't be here. Uh, I mean, I, I think I think there's a lot of psychological programming in that direction, and I think the the people of the world are just gullible enough to uh, to fall for that sort of thing. Now, I'm not calling you gullible, you understand, but because um, you seem like you're actually <laughs> aware of of some of the underlying uh, stuff. But I, I think it's more likely that any alien invasion would actually be a complete false flag of. Uh, human beings pretending to be aliens because you know we all need to unite earth needs to unite as one under our um galactic intergalactic rulers that's my opinion but thanks so much for the uh, suggestions uh, jason and it is always an interesting topic and i sort of wish we had you know it's like with all this talk of nuclear war and castrating children it's like it'd be a lot nicer if we could talk about the old school conspiracy theories about aliens and bigfoot and Loch ness monster i mean that stuff is uh, equally interesting to me it's just not quite as as pertinent in my opinion and is, and is ripe to be taken advantage of by people that like to manipulate uh, the psychology of others. But thank you for the call and the suggestion. Montauk.net. Appreciate that. Let's go to Cameron in Rhode Island who has a question about uh, Putin. Questions about Putin, I guess. Uh, thanks for calling in, Cameron. You're on the air. Hey, Harrison. Good morning. How you doing? Good, thanks. So I've been hearing Dan Pina come out saying that Putin is the main one behind Bitcoin and pretty much created it a little less than a decade ago to pretty much ruin the American dollar. I was just wondering what you thought about that. Interesting. Uh, it, that, that doesn't sound accurate to me just because it seems like they – I don't know. I, I don't see how that would benefit Russia that much, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, I, didn't, I haven't looked too deep into it. I honestly just saw a couple of YouTube videos of him saying it. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really looked into that. Just off the top of my – like my first initial reaction would just be that I, I doubt that because it doesn't – seem like something that would actually benefit russia and it doesn't it seems like such a long shot to look to be like okay we're going to destroy the american dollar by inventing this cryptocurrency that basically like lies dormant for several years before it starts gaining in popularity and now it's getting better i, I mean it's interesting and um 
definitely now the powers that be and the governments and the banks are realizing the power of cryptocurrency and uh, attempting to utilize it for their own means. Uh, so there's certainly reason to be suspicious of Bitcoin and all these things. And in fact, Joe Biden yesterday announced that he was instructing, I guess, the Federal Reserve to create a digital dollar uh, that will all be moved on to. And of course, we know that's because uh, it's extremely easy to track and surveil people if they're uh, if it's a cashless society. But uh, I, don't, I don't think Putin was behind it. But it is interesting that nobody really knows who was behind uh, Bitcoin, and that that's a whole interesting rabbit hole to dive down. Thanks for the call, though, Cameron. Let's go to Alan in Tennessee who wants to wrap up a discussion from yesterday. Thanks for calling in again, Alan. You are on the air. Hey, Harrison. Good to talk with you again. I'm sorry I didn't get to wrap it up. Satellite break cut us off. You, you started out the second hour of yesterday's show with a Tom McDonald song, God Bless the USA. Okay. That derailed my train of thought. And then I realized that, hey, now all three of my trains of thought are heading the same station. Glenn Beck introduced me to fake folks when he interviewed Tom McDonald on his show. And then Alex Jones starting to praise Glenn Beck for finally being awake. So there we are. That's my wrap-up. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Sorry, I was having a little bit of trouble hearing you. You're talking about Tom McDonald, right, the rapper? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to clarify. Uh, yeah, I keep reaching out to Tom McDonald. I, I'll, still, I'll just tell you folks. We'll pull back the curtain a little bit. If there's one thing InfoWars can do, it's be much more transparent than other uh, media companies, and hopefully it... it assures you folks that what we're doing here is not <laughs> orchestrated since it's literally just me trying my best. So uh, I reached out to Tom McDonald a long time ago, like before anybody knew about him. I was a big fan of his and, uh, and reached out to him and was like, hey, do you want to come on InfoWars? And he was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Never heard from him again. So I reached out to him on Twitter. You know, he did this, he did a really great video. It's a long video. It's about 15 minutes talking about the method that the industry uses to keep independent artists off the charts. And it's, it's very eye opening and interesting. And I want him to come on and talk about that. And so, you know, I commented on his Twitter post and it was like, you know, my, my comment had, you know, twice as many likes as the next highest comment. So I know he sees it. I know he sees, I know he sees the invitation to uh, InfoWars and he's gone on Lara Trump's show. So I think maybe he's just like scared of Infowars, but that doesn't make any sense because of who he is and how he succeeded. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he believes the lies about us and thinks that we're like racist or something, so he doesn't want to come on. But uh, you know, reach out to Tom. Let him know you want him to come on Infowars because I'd love to talk to him. And hell, we do we do a you know maybe we do a special broadcast after the show, so we don't even have commercial breaks. We just talk to him for an hour. I think he's a very very interesting guy and a very inspiring guy for any independent artist out there to know that you don't have to fall into line to succeed. It's a really powerful thing. Yeah, Thank, yeah, thanks so much for the, yeah. for the call, Alan. Sorry, we're about to go to commercial break again, but uh, let me ask you folks to please go to InfoWarsStore.com. You know how many attacks we're under. We know, you know how – what a big thorn in the side of the establishment that InfoWars truly is. You know, if you, if you know somebody by their enemies, well, we have the best enemies in the world because they're the people destroying the earth and attempting to enslave, enslave you. So we are proud to be enemies of these people. They're enemies of you. So if you want to contribute to the fight against them, go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Incredible supplements. Bodies, the turmeric supplement, takes the power, the natural power of turmeric and just maximizes it. And it's really an incredible anti-inflammatory uh, anti uh, supplement that you can get. That's just one of the many supplements you can try at InfoWarsStore.com as you support this incredible mission. I stay on air. 
selling high quality products that you need, that you want, and that you're going to be happy with. That's why you come back and buy products from me again. It's a symbiotic relationship. I promote liberty. I promote freedom. I fight the globalist. And I'm able to do that because you buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. And listen, all the products are great. But when it comes to high quality storable food in an inflationary system with major supply chain breakdowns, this is an absolute 360 win, a no-brainer. And they've got high-quality storable food ready to ship to you right now. The great folks at My Patriot Supply exclusively prepare with Alex.com discounted. So again, beat inflation, be prepared, fund the info war. The only way you lose is not taking action at InfoWarsStore.com or prepare with Alex.com right now. This is high-quality storable food. This is how you beat inflation. Get yours today. It's ready to ship, but I wouldn't wait because prices are about to go up because inflation is exploding. I don't like coming to you and saying this could be our last broadcast. Hell, I've been on there 27 years, and only the last year or so have I said that. But let me tell you, the new world order is breathing down our neck. The big globalist publications are coming after us, and they're doing everything they can to shut us down. So please pray to keep InfoWars on the air, and please support the local station you're listening to as well. At the same time, go to InfoWarsStore.com while you still can, and get a book, get a film, get a t-shirt, get some supplements, because it's that money that helps us stay on air in the face of this thing. I need your help more than ever now. I want to keep fighting the globalists, but I can't do it if you don't support us. So pray for us, word of mouth, tell folks about the broadcast however you can, and buy great products that will enrich you and your family's lives every day at InfoWarsStore.com. Whether it's high-quality coffee or supplements or books or films, all of it nurtures the soul, all of it empowers humanity, all of it is pro-human and pro-God. Thank you. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks, to The American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. We'll go out to your phone calls momentarily. This is a really amazing article by Kellen McBreen on Infowars.com that I suggest you go and read and spread and share and talk about with your friends and family. And again, so much of what we do here at Infowars is just trying to get you to do further research just because you need to do it. I, I mean just to go through just some of the headlines I have today. Don't mess with Texas barbecue. Restaurants confront, confront rising meat prices. Let them eat bugs. Americans may have to say goodbye to steak as burgers and beef costs rise. Bloomberg News. This is according to Bloomberg News. Get ready to eat bugs. We have stories about suicide risk with selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors as apparently uh, not only do they not help, you actually have an increased likelihood of suicide uh, with uh, – according to these meta-analysis. You've got opioid victims – uh, opioid crisis victims to confront Purdue pharmacy owners as they settle billions of dollars for killing something like 500,000 lives. Just not even talked about, right? Not even, uh, nobody even cares. Uh, YouTube has removed the documentary Ukraine on Fire for telling the truth about the involvement of uh, the American regime in the overthrow of duly elected presidents in Ukraine and installation of their own uh, puppet people. You can find that on Rumble now, the articles at Infowars.com. But of course, you know, you can't have a well-produced 
documentary by a Academy Award winning uh, director, you know, Oliver Stone, one of the most respected documentary makers in the world at this point. And uh, this documentary, nothing about it's untrue, you see, but, you know, it goes against the narrative of American can do no wrong and Russia is imminently evil. So, you know, it has to be taken down. You've got this story. Air travel is about to change. More pre- more TSA pre-check um, passengers will be allowed. But you also have higher airfares and business tra- travelers with elite airline statuses uh, will be uh, given even more luxury. So – to me, this is sort of a good example of what exactly is going on in America, right? Everything's getting more expensive. It's coming harder and harder for regular people to take advantage of even the most basic civilizational luxuries, whereas the rich are seeing theirs uh, become even more luxurious and uh, beneficial to them. The EU wants to sanction spreaders of misinformation, preparing to run out of ideas about what fresh salvo of sanctions to fire Russia's way. The EU has come up with the ultimate addition to the ongoing often absurd but undeniably harmful war on disinformation as they discuss freezing the assets and issuing travel bans of purveyors of disinformation, meaning, of course, anything that disagrees with the dictates of the government. World Economic Forum severs Russian ties over Ukraine invasion. The WEF in Davos, Switzerland, has temporarily severed Russian ties in the wake of Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Of course, Project Veritas just exposed a sick truth about the New York Times as they come out with yet another video showing that the New York Times knowingly reports false information because it's what they're told to do and it benefits the American regime because we do not have a free press. We have a completely government-controlled press. IRS revealed to have audited low-income earners five times more than anyone else. Of course, if you make less than $25,000 a year, you are five times more likely to be investigated by the IRS than somebody that makes over $200,000 a year because the IRS just loves you so much and the government just cares so much about the unfortunate here in America. And then Biden takes a big step towards government-backed digital currency. As again, we heard about on the Alex Jones Show yesterday with the head of the BIS, who looks like a, a Spider-Man villain, uh, announcing that it would be very convenient not to have cash exist anymore because then we could track absolutely everything everybody did and you know cut them off if we want to. It's literally the mark of the beast. Like any one of these stories, you could do an entire show on. So I just want to give you the overview and encourage you to go do your own research, go do your own looking into this story. I mean this is one day. This is a slow news day for us, right? Just stacks and stacks and stacks of paper. I got into work today going, I don't know what I'm going to talk about because there wasn't there wasn't really a big news story that was bigger than all the others. But of course I have like over 100 stories to talk about just today and all of these. Could, you could do a 45, an hour long dive into each and every one of them explaining how it plays off everything else, why it's being enacted and uh, you know who is behind it. So that's up to you. So I'll get, I'll get to this grass, uh, gas crisis uh, article in just a little bit because that is one of the, the benefits of InfoWars and InfoWars.com is we do do the research for you. We put it in nice little articles that you can share with your friends, that you can learn from, get ideas, do your own research. But really we can't do everything, and that's why the InfoWars audience is so active and involved and good at this sort of stuff because – it's up to you. You have to go out and research all this stuff. We li- There's literally not enough time in the day for us to thoroughly talk about all of this. Really, you're just getting little pinpoints, and we try to connect them and draw the larger picture where all this is going, what's the driving force behind it at the base, at the foundation. 
and then hopefully you can extrapolate from there exactly why it's worth it to stand up against this stuff. And with that, let's go back out to the phone calls. Max in Kansas, skipping school today, I think. Thanks for calling in, Max. You're on the air. <laughs> Harrison Hill Smith. Good morning, my baby. Good morning, brother. Max. How are you? Good, thanks. <laughs> Good. Um, well, it's great to be talking to you again. So all this propaganda from the media about the Russia-Ukraine situation is disgusting. Um, it's, an exact, it's an exact mirror of what happened 20 years ago. Um, now, before I talk about Russia-Ukraine, I just want to say how phenomenal your show segment on Victoria New uh, was yesterday. I mean, oh my gosh, you're exactly right. Like when you when you go to these people's Wikipedia pages and start looking at who they're married to, who they work for, who their colleagues are, what organizations they're associated with, you find some pretty dark stuff. Yeah. You know, um, with this demon being married to Robert King, one of the neocons who outlined 9/11, quote, a new Pearl Harbor, right, and yep. the wars that would follow a catastrophic event. Uh, but yeah, great segment, dude. Um, those informational segments or deep dives are are amazing like you're the greatest political commentator on television you give the best information so great job buddy um anyway uh russia ukraine so i want to talk about the bio labs on the russia border so we have three confirmations that there are bio labs in russia we've got the 2010 article from the white house we've got victoria new testimony and the confirmation and even confirmation from the russian forum like so this is legit not a conspiracy theory confirmed by both foreign and domestic government officials right and so and now it all stems from, first it all stems from Ukrainian corruption. Because Ukraine is one of those post-Soviet backwater countries who are just ripe for corruption. Multinational corporations, NGOs, organizations like the UN and NATO, froth at the mouth over Ukraine. Because essentially, Ukraine is a dumping ground for the world's corruption. Mm-hmm. They're a junkyard. And now I hate how people are like, Ukrainians are fighting for their freedom. It's like David and Goliath, Russia's new Nazi Germany, all that trash. But Ukraine is not a real country. Ukrainian territory or the Ukrainian state is a Ford basically operating base for the super mob that runs the world. And that's what it is. It's a dumping ground for U.S. intelligence agencies, for the boys in Washington, D.C., and, and et cetera. But in the other part of this is, why is there biological weapons laboratories on Russia's border? Because that also throws a wrench at the narrative of, oh, Ukraine is so innocent or America is totally innocent. Because, you know, America's over here toppling governments, taking out foreign leaders, and destabilizing regimes. I know. But, oh, when... No, you know, you're exactly right, Max. We're about to go to commercial break, but I, I appreciate your call. And, uh, and yeah, you know, you really, you really put it well there. And, uh, yeah, it's a great question. Why would we put these on the, on the Russian border? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just because we feel like it, because we care so much about the health of the Russians? Of course not. I'll show you something very interesting on the other side. So stay tuned, folks. It relates to what Max was saying. Two of our best-selling products are back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. And they will sell out in the next three, four months before I get more of the product in if I sell it at full price. But I want those of you that have been on the fence about getting Winter Sun or getting X3 to try the products and see how amazing they are. And I believe you will then get hooked on them like myself and my family and the crew are. So again, both these products are back in stock. Both X3 and Winter Sun, they are 50% off for a limited time because they're going to sell out at this price. I would estimate in less than a month. So this is your chance to get X3 and experience the good halogens versus the bad halogens. This is your chance to have the highest quality vitamin D3 with vitamin K for your immune system as well. They're amazing, and they're at InfoWarsStore.com. And the reason this is a 360 win is it funds the operation. I need funds to run the operation. We need to be healthy. We need to stay on air. It's a match made in heaven.
Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, it was a wild-eyed conspiracy theory. It was baseless speculation just a few weeks ago, the idea of biolabs in Ukraine funded by the American government and carrying out research on bio-warfare biological weapons. Then something very interesting happened. Victoria Newland confirmed it at a Senate hearing under oath. When asked by Marco Rubio about biological weapons in Ukraine, she said, well, there are these labs that were very worried about falling into Russian hands because they could use these labs to release a bioweapon. Interesting. Okay, so that means it's confirmed 100%. And they're saying it, it'll be a false flag, right? Because they'll take our weapons, they'll attack us with our weapons, and then blame us for it. It's... It, they're going to release a virus, folks. They're going to re- release a virus in Ukraine. They're going to blame it on Russia, and they're going to have the combination of COVID and world war that would guarantee them complete control of everybody. And again, you know, the resistance to the lockdowns that we had here in the United States, the resistance to the mask, the resistance to the vaccine was all, as we've now seen, completely vindicated, right? We are completely right about all of it, 100%. We can get into some of those details, but you know by now that the lockdowns not only didn't help, the negative consequences are astronomical. Same with masks, same with so much other stuff, whether it's economic, mental, physical, the consequences have been disastrous to all of these measures. And now we're sort of programmed in that way. Well, what happens if the next thing they release is airborne Ebola? What happens if the next thing they release is smallpox in some sort of new fabrication are we still gonna you know is our initial reaction going to be to resist all these lockdowns well what if what if half the people that get the new disease die then are, are we being set up to be completely wiped out because we you know it's like the boy who cried wolf we're like yeah right we're not gonna believe you again but what if it's really extreme next time you think these people won't release an actual deadly virus of course they will they'll do anything they're desperate and psychopathic but an interesting sort of dichotomy has, has emerged or process has taken place where, again, it went from this is crazy conspiracy theory to being confirmed by the State Department to being downplayed by the fact checkers. Yes, there are labs, but no, they're not bioweapons labs. To now the administration's official stance is there aren't bioweapons labs. They don't exist. There aren't bio research labs in Ukraine. doesn't exist. It's up on Twitter right now on the trending section, you know, the, the little disinformation panel on the side of your Twitter, it says uh, there is no such thing as research labs in Ukraine. They've never done research. They don't know what science is, right? They're like desperately trying to tell you that this isn't true when it obviously is. And you can go back years and years and years to before Obama was even president. And we've, we covered this yesterday, but just to remind you, an exclusive from National Poll says deleted web pages show Obama led an effort to build Ukrainian-based biolab handling especially dangerous pathogens. Deleted web article recovered by the National Pulse reveals that former President Barack Obama spearheaded an agreement leading to the construction of biolabs handling, quote, especially dangerous pathogens in Ukraine. This news comes on the same day the Biden regime apparatchik uh, Victoria Newland told the U.S. Senate that the American government is concerned about biological research facilities falling into Russian hands as a result of the ongoing conflict in Eastern Europe. This was originally posted on June 18th, 2010. So again, unless Russia is able to time travel back then, uh, then uh, it turns out to be true. 
We also have this story from InfoWars. U.S.-funded biolab in Ukraine conducted research into bat coronaviruses, Russian uh, Ministry of Defense says. American authorities previously admitted that Ukraine hosts biological research facilities expressing concerns they could come under the control of Russian forces. The Russian Defense Ministry on Thursday announced that the U.S.-funded biological labs located in Ukraine were actually conducting experiments with bat coronavirus uh, samples, amongst many other things. So again, this is all just being confirmed, right? It's all just uh, absolutely out there. But of course, uh, Jen Psaki tells you it's all a conspiracy theory, as an, and it doesn't exist. But I have on my computer here a couple of interesting things. But first, let's go to some videos. Let's go to uh, clip number 12 here. This is the World Health Organization's Health Emergencies Director, Mike Ryan. First, you'll see the, the president, um, Tedros, and then it's Dr. Mike Ryan talking about conditions in Ukraine are just ripe for some sort of release of some sort of pathogen. Let's watch. So far, WHO has verified 18 attacks on health facilities, health workers, and ambulances, including 10 deaths and 16 injuries. The conditions we see in Ukraine are the worst possible ingredients for the amplification and spread of infectious disease. It doesn't matter if it's COVID, doesn't matter if it's polio, doesn't matter if it's measles, doesn't matter if it's cholera. You put that many people in desperation on the move, women and children packed together, people in basements, uh, uh, people stressed, people not eating, not sleeping. These are the conditions in which immune systems are weak, people's defenses are low, and infectious diseases can rip through populations like this. It is the violence and it is the conflict that is driving this health crisis. Um, And this health crisis will not stop. It will only get worse unless we have ceasefire, unless we have peace. And DG has said that quite clearly. We can, we can, this is putting, putting bandages on mortal wounds right now. And uh, I think the world has to wake up to that as a reality. So it's interesting because you mentioned a couple things there. First of all, Tedros confirms that there have been attacks on these facilities. In other words, the Russians really are targeting them, sort of confirming once again the Russian disinformation propaganda, but this time confirmed by the WHO. And then uh, that second guy, the health emergency guy, talks about uh, the immune system, which is interesting. You don't hear you don't hear a lot of talk about the immune system unless it's promoting vaccines, but also you know the ostensible reason for these labs what they tell you these labs are for is detection and prevention of the spread of disease seems like now would be the time where it'd be most important there in operation so why did they all shut down on february 24th of this year immediately as the russian invasion began when they're most needed if their role is to detect and treat and prevent the spread of disease this is when they should be in operation but instead they shut them down and destroyed all of their research because that's not what they do what they do is create weapons they do is create bioweapons. Here's uh, John Kirby, spokesperson for the Pentagon, lying to us about this. Clip five. Can you basically explain to us what type of relationship, if any, there was between the Pentagon and the Ukrainian side on any biological labs? Uh, when was the last cooperation? And what do you have to say about these Russian accusations? The Russian accusations uh, are absurd. They're laughable. And... Uh, you know, in the words of my Irish Catholic grandfather, a bunch of malarkey. There's nothing to it. It's classic Rus- Russian propaganda. And, uh, and uh, I wouldn't, uh, if I were you, I, I, wouldn't give it, uh, I wouldn't give it a drop of ink worth, worth paying attention to. 
<laughs> don't talk about it. Just don't, if I was you, I wouldn't talk about it. I wouldn't bring it up. I, I wouldn't mention it. I wouldn't talk about it at all because of how fake it is, because how wrong it is, because it's classic Russian disinformation. If you're fooled by this, slap yourself, please, won't you? Because here's an interesting document that can be found at state.gov. That's a government website, isn't it? It's from 2019, uploaded on the 5th of February. Weapons proliferation and agreement between the United States of America and Ukraine signed at Kiev, August 29th, 2005. There's the official State Department seal. And uh, if we scroll down here, we can see what the actual agreement is. The Department of Defense of the United States of America and the Ministry of Health of Ukraine herein for uh, for jointly as the parties desiring to implement the agreement between the United States of America and Ukraine uh, in the prevention of proliferation of weapons of mass destruction. Uh, They say in order to assist Ukraine in preventing the proliferation of technology, pathogen and expertise that are located on the Scientific Research Institute of Epidemiology and Hygiene, Ukrainian Scientific Research Anti-Plague Institute, the Central Sanitary Epidemiological Station and other facilities in Ukraine identified by the Ministry of Health of Ukraine that could be used for the development of biological weapons. The U.S. Department of Defense shall provide assistance to the Ministry of Health of Ukraine at no cost, subject to the availability of funds appropriated for this measure in accordance with the terms of this agreement. There it is, the actual agreement on state.gov explaining in black and white the way that the American Department of Defense and State Department, where all of this corruption is headquartered, cooperating with Ukrainians on, quote, bioweapons to be used, that could be used in the development of biological uh, weapons. That is the quote from the article on the official government website. Uh, Or you can believe the spokesperson who tells, tells you it's classic Russian disinformation. Another interesting part of this is the DNA specificity of these viruses. We'll talk about that on the other side and take more phone calls. Stay tuned. The first 10 amendments to our country's constitution were adopted in 1791. The first of these broadly protects the rights of free speech and free press. Free speech means the free and public expression of opinions without censorship, interference, and restraint by the government. 231 years later, free speech across America is under chronic and insidious attack. GCN is under attack. Your freedom is currently under siege from those who do not want you to know the truth. I'm asking our fellow broadcasters and you to rise up and help us defend our right to continue telling you the truth. Would you like to join us? If so, please consider visiting SaveGCN.com. SaveGCN.com. You may click follow, share, give, and pray. You may select all of those choices. I'm Vincent Finelli. It's hard to believe that we're already into March 2022. And in the month of February, we had a very popular sale that was going of our flagship product, X3, that has all three types of the amazing iodine your body needs for every electrochemical cellular activity in your body, your immune system, your stamina, your libido, so much. And the majority of the population in the world is iodine deficient. This is the very best iodine out there. So we had it on sale 50% off, but we sold more than half of what we have. Or is it going to come in for a long time? So I took it back to full price. And I was just thinking, you know what? We need the funds in now to stay on air. Plus, this is a great product everybody needs. So to incentivize folks out there that have been on the fence to get X3 and experience it for yourself and support the broadcast, I'm going to keep it at 50% off until it sells out. 
Get X3 right now exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, so uh, don't, say we don't, don't, don't ever say Forrest doesn't have the documents. I just showed you the document, the agreement between the Department of Defense and the United States of, of the United States of America and the Ministry of Health of Ukraine concerning cooperation in the area of prevention of proliferation of technologies, pathogen, and expertise that could be used in the development of biological weapons. We showed uh, the exact articles. Again, this can be found at uh, state.gov, Ukrainian weapons. But what about this document? This is a little bit interesting. This was posted by Blue Falcon on Twitter. Synovial tissue slash RNA samples. This is a solicitation for RNA samples by the U.S. Air Force. And what they want is they say, quote, normal human flesh frozen uh, synovial tissue of Russian and Caucasian descent. Technical specifications, the proposed items meet the following characteristics to be deemed to be technically acceptable. All normal human flesh frozen synovial tissue and normal human ribonucleic acid RNA samples must be Russian and Caucasian origin. Question, would you consider samples from Ukraine? No, all samples shall be collected from Russia and must be Caucasian. The government will not consider tissue samples from Ukraine. So, you know, who knows? Who knows if the next attack, if the next biological weapon will be specifically programmed for specific DNA profiles? Of course, this goes into the idea that most of the, you know, up your nose swabs you send off the PCR tests, those are actually sold to these types of companies for DNA and RNA profiling in order to get an uh, exact map of the human genome, in order to most effectively use these types of weapons. It's all a little bit concerning if you care about human life on Earth. But let's talk about gas, shall we? Because that's another you know, key aspect of civilization as we know it. Valiant News has this story. UK energy expert predicts rationing-style measures needed in a world without Russian oil and gas. Ben McWilliams, an energy policy analyst, says that rationing-style measures will likely be needed in the future, in a future that Europe does not depend on Russian oil and gas. It's, not, it's really not that complicated, folks. They create the catastrophe. They create the reaction. They create the shortage. They get to justify the rationing. They get to decide who deserves gas and who deserves food, and who else deserves to starve. It's total control, and it's as simple as that. Drew Holden has a very long thread on Twitter that completely flies in the face of all of the just, again, insane, insane claims by the Biden administration, who, of course, claim that the Democrats never wanted to defund the police. The Democrats never pushed for mail-in ballots so they could cheat more easily. No, it's racist to suggest otherwise. Uh, And, of course, now they're saying that The Biden administration never wanted to stop anybody from producing energy here in the United States. If you believe this, again, just slap yourself in the face. Do us all a favor. Slap yourself in the face extremely hard. Maybe that'll wake you up. There's got to be something. There's got to be something that wakes you up. Because when you're being told lie after lie, and when the things that you're being told are absolute truth, then uh, anything else is disinformation, is completely different from one hour to the next, you've got to wake up from this. You have to recognize what's going on here. 
Please, for the love of God, for our own sakes, for, this, for your sake, for the sake of our country and our children, please, for the love of God, stop believing these liars. It's literally as simple as that. If you really need proof, you can go to Drew Holden's thread on Twitter, Drew Holden 360. President Biden recently said, it's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. Shockingly enough, he wasn't struck down by a lightning bolt when he said this. He didn't combust into flames. And, and return to the pit of hell. No, he's just allowed to lie like this in the most brazen and outrageous way you've ever seen. And of course, it goes on and on. Just two weeks ago, Biden froze new drilling permits and stopped leases on federal lands because the court ruled that they couldn't use an elevated social cost of carbon to make it more difficult to uh, drill. The opposition to domestic energy production isn't new. When Biden first took office, he moved to ban new oil and gas leases on federal land. Of course he did. Back before gas prices hit record highs, Biden's allies were praising the administration for taking bold steps to limit fossil fuel production. One of their key points is, well, we already had enough supply to meet domestic needs. Biden also proposed ending a wide range of tax benefits for drilling and exploration, something supporters said would hopefully, quote, discourage additional oil and gas development. Sure, nobody's forgotten that Biden shut down the Keystone XL pipeline on his first day in office. I mean, it just, it just goes on and on, right? The Biden administration's landmark day and the fight for climate. The fight for climate. Yes, the, I mean, if you want to know, if, if you want the globalist concept in a single sentence, it's save the earth, kill yourself, right? That's what they want. Save the earth, kill yourself. Save the earth from yourself. Save the earth from the carbon that you're made of. Kill yourself. Or we'll do it for you. We'll just mass death. We're saving the earth here. We're saving the earth. We need to kill at least three-fourths of uh, the world population. That's what the globalists actually think, and that's the point. And it's laid out in very brilliant detail by Kellen McBreen on Infowars.com, who says the gas price plays the gas crisis plays an essential role in the Great Reset agenda. As gas prices continue to skyrocket at an alarming rate, people around the world are debating who's to blame. But what if the issue is not negligence or stupidity on the behalf of politicians and corporations? For decades. The global elite have planned on phasing out gas vehicles to make way for electric automobiles they've selected as the way of the future. Contrary to the establishment narrative, the agenda isn't even meant to create a more environmentally friendly way of transportation. The purpose of this fourth industrial revolution is for the corporatocratic governments of the world to consolidate their control over everyday people. For example, people have called for Tesla CEO Elon Musk to remotely shut down Tesla vehicles in Russia in protest of the current war in Ukraine. Imagine if the power to shut down vehicles fell into the hands of governments. The Canadian trucker convoy protest would have never left their loading docks. In 2019, the president of Taiwan bra- uh, bragged the nation's first intelligent driving vehicle test center is helping the country get ready for the fourth industrial revolution. The fourth industrial revolution is a term popularized by World Economic Forum founder Klaus Schwab in 2015, eventually becoming the title of his 2017 book. Schwab says the goal of the next industrial revolution is for humanity to endure endure a, quote, fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. Part of the agenda is forcing the world to adopt electrically powered Autonomous vehicles, as noted in the WEF article titled, Here's How to Accelerate the uh, Electric Vehicle Revolution. And I mean, you can get into the details, right? You can get into the details of the mining for nickel and lithium that's needed to create electric vehicles, the damage that electric vehicles do after they're done and decommissioned. Alex was talking yesterday about, you know, the concept. Think about this a windmill, one of these energy power, uh, energy generating windmills, 
costs more carbon to create than it will ever produce in its lifetime. They would have to run like for something like 100 years to produce the same amount of carbon that's necessary to get the steel and refine the steel and ship these things and the, the lithium and the everything else that's involved in the creation of these things. So it'd be like if I said, okay, uh, we're, you're going to make an investment. You got money. If you spend $10,000 on this vending machine, then we'll pay you back $100 a year. You'd never make your money back, right? It'd take 1,000 years for you to make your money back. Why would you invest in that? Because you're a sucker, because you're falling for a trick. Right? You would never do that, but that's what's happening here. They're spinning the carbon to create these things that will never make the same amount of carbon that they create to be uh, – that they take to be created. So it's all ridiculous nonsense. I, you know, I made the joke a while ago about the, the massive redwood trees, right? these 4,000-year-old trees in California. Unbelievably ma- – like if you, if you want to protect the earth, if you want to protect the environment, you have to protect this sort of stuff. I, it breaks my heart to see rainforest just shattered and just turned into a – flat plane it's it's horrific honestly see oil spills gushing out into you know formerly pristine water that type of stuff isn't even on the table when it comes to these types of environmentalists so it's like you say hey i think we should protect that those four thousand year old trees i think those are jewels that we need to you know protect that they're gifts that god gave us that it's our responsibility to take care of they go oh yeah great you want to protect the trees from catching on fire then you have to eat bugs and we have to track your phone everywhere you go and you have to drive an electric vehicle and be surveilled all the time and we're going to give you a a carbon tax and we're going to send that money to the biggest corporation you know, carbon tax credits that are absolutely nothing, complete Ponzi scheme run by the government. And it's like, meanwhile, the tree is on fire. The tree is burning. It's on fire. It's completely destroyed. Nothing about this has to do with the economy or the uh, ecology. Nothing about this has to do with the environment. It is a control method they are using. Just like Black Lives Matter defunded the police and the rates of police murders went up, right? Nothing they do actually addresses the problems that they say they're addressing. Absolutely nothing. It's all a trick. Every single aspect of it is a complete fabrication. It's just nobody can figure this out because the media is all telling the same lie. They're all in the same booklet. They're all running off the same instruction manual. So they all lie exactly the same way. They all put push forward the same complete fabrications. And so everybody who can't do their own research, or can't just think for themselves for five damn seconds, they, they all just go along with it. Oh, I'm an environmentalist. I got to lower my carbon. I better recycle, right? Like recycling isn't some sort of just worthless symbolic genuflection towards the god of the earth. Like it means nothing. It doesn't help anybody, right? Recycling, it just goes into the same landfill at the end of the day. It's nothing. But people think they're being good because they recycle. They think they're being good because they buy electric cars. They think they're being good because they bankrupt oil companies and give the money to uh, the windmills. Nothing is helping. It's completely pointless and worthless. But worse than that, it's a method of control that's extremely effective. And now they're just forcibly cutting us off from gas in order to force us into this thing that we would never choose for ourselves. Cobra Commander here with an important message to humanity. I have decided that all of you will take a special injection so that you will be safe. But the injection is not ready yet. And so, I need all of you to stay indoors for the next 15 days to flatten the curve. I also need you to wear masks, and I also need you to only shop at mega corporations. That way we can consolidate control and bankrupt the world economy, leaving companies that only I own profitable. You will then be 
my slaves. Oh, and then you get that special shot of venom from Cobra. System, so you'll be dependent on me for the rest of your miserable lives.